to be in church this morning? Yes. You know, that's where a person ought to be on Sunday morning, especially one that loves the Lord. Amen? Yes. You know, it's, uh, there was a time in my life, and probably yours, when they said, you gotta, you've got to get up and go to church tomorrow morning. And then you learn that you get to go up and go to church on Sunday morning. Glory to God. It's a good day when you learn that. Amen? But sometimes when you're a kid, you think sleeping in is more important. There's nothing more important than gathering together with your brothers and sisters. There's nothing more important. You know what? If you didn't hear anything from the message, you might get a hug. You might get a smile. You might just get somebody loving on you. you you'll get something at church that you wouldn't have got if you weren't here. Amen? Amen. You're not know, sitting there watching Mike do the offering. and uh, You notice how uh, pilots kind of get a big smile when they talk about the, the planes and things like that. You know, a lot of people think they just want a plane. No, what they see is the tool value in it. They see what that plane can do, where it can tell. You know, it would be like a mechanic, man. When he sees a new snap-on tool, he, he's like, oh, oh, I can do some good stuff with that. Well, that's what a pilot, that's what a, a preacher pilot sees when they see a plane. They see I can get to places I couldn't get before. I can say things in other countries that I couldn't have said from where I'm at. I can do things. My ability just increased. So that's a good thing. Amen. It's good to be excited about those things. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> All right. Everybody happy yet? Let me see your teeth. That's pretty. Amen. Amen. Well, let's, let's open our Bibles up today. Let's start in uh, Psalm 37. Let's pray before we get started. Let's, let's hook our faith together. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We honor everything that You have said in this Word, Lord. And we ask today that You reveal Yourself to us through Your Word, Lord, that we receive it by faith, Lord, into the good ground of our hearts, Lord. And we ask for a huge harvest so that we might... We might be changed and change others through your word, Lord. And we give you thanks for every good thing that we'll see today in advance and every good thing that will happen through this word. And we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 23. Do you know that uh, God has an order? Amen. He gives orders, but he has an order. Amen. You know, Rick thinks this is his verse, but he's going to have to share it with all of us today. Amen. But uh, God has an order. He has a first, a second, a third. He has an order of how everything is to be and how everything is to go. Amen. And, you know, a lot of times we like to have our order. You guys don't? Huh? You don't like to do things your way? See, I, I very much like to do things my way. But now I very much like to do things God's way. Now, Dave's flesh, it likes to do things his way. Right? But people that are full of the Holy Ghost, they don't want to do things their way. They want to do things the way the Lord has them because they have in their heart that it's the right way. And not only is it the right way, at the end of the whole thing, it'll be the best way. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. It'll be the best way. Putting God first in everything we do will always put us at the place we're supposed to be, doing the thing we're supposed to be doing, and, and, and excelling in those things. We will succeed in everything we do when we do it His way. Not just His way, 
You know, people say, yeah, we want to do it the way he would do it. No, we want to do it exactly step by step. Yeah. People say, well, that, that's works, brother. No, that's not works. That's following. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you follow somebody and they're going like this and you're going like this, then you're really not following them. Right? You're, you're scattered all over the place. That's how I followed God most of my life. I said, oh, I'm going to follow you, God. Let me stop over here. But I'm going to follow you. Well, i got to stop over here. And I still want to do this. So, But I'm, I see you up here. I see And he's getting so... You know, if somebody's walking straight and you're walking crooked, they're getting so far ahead of you, you ain't ever going to see them in a couple months. Amen? <laughs> I really did walk that way for a few years, too. <laughs> I remember half of them. Huh? And they weren't good. These the, the years I remember serving God, those are good years. Amen? This, this verse says, The steps of a good man are ordered by God, by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The steps of a good man are fitted. Fitted. Not, not just told him how to do it. They're fitted and fashioned for him. Amen? That's what that word means. It means to be fitted and fashioned for you. The, ste- the steps that God has you has for you are fitted for your feet. They're fitted for your appointments. They're fitted to get you to where He had you to go. They'll put you where you're supposed to be in front of the people that need to be ministered to by you or you be ministered to by them. It'll put you in the right place at the right time. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Got any good men in here? Good women? Amen? Then, you, then your steps are ordered. They're put in place one after the other by the Lord. And so if you're going like this, you're, you're, you're missing steps. Right? You know why? Because you're walking around half of them. Because in between every swerve, you miss two steps. Right? People say, well, I still got to where I was going. No. You missed, you missed everything on the way. Getting to where you're going, that, see, that's, that's, how the, that's how the message of salvation only came about. Going to heaven. You got saved and swerved all your life until finally you got to heaven. And you're going to miss everything God had for you in this earth if you swerve every day of your life on the way, on the way to heaven. Amen? And you're going to hit a lot of potholes. You're going to get a lot of bad times. And you're not going to have the life that God wanted, the abundant life that Jesus said we could have. Amen? Amen. This is a happy message. Amen? Trust me. I was laughing in bed this morning. I pulled it up and God showed me something else. I started laughing. Right? Because if you just picture me laughing in bed, that would make you smile. (laughs) There is an order... That God has for everything. There is a first. And there is a first in everything that we must do. If you don't get the first, you won't get to the second. Because the first establishes the foundation for everything that He'll build on top of it. Amen? Think about... We'll go to Exodus 20. Think, Think about the Ten Commandments. How about the Ten Commandments? What's the first commandment? Exodus 20. It's not in my notes, so I'll actually have to turn there. Huh? Exodus 20? What is it, around verse 2 or 3? Uh-huh. Exodus 20, verse 3. Try that. 
Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, think about this. If you don't do this first, do any of the other nine matter? Huh? No, because what this verse says is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. If you do not do this, then none of the other verses matter. Right? Why? Because he put them in order of the way he wanted them. Because to be able to do the second command, you have to first do the first command. You have to be his, and he has to have your heart. He has to have your heart. Because without heart, these commands mean nothing. Amen? So he says, don't put something else before me. And people say, oh, I never do that. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Don't put something else before me. That's what he's saying. What's he saying? I need to be first. And he's not saying, he, you know, a lot of people say, you know, a lot of people that didn't know God, they'd say, well, that's just kind of arrogant that he just thinks he's got to be first and he's got to have preeminence in everything that's done. He's got he's to be the one. You know what? The reason he's got to be the one is he knows he cannot get to you everything he's got for you if you don't put him first. It is the foundation by what he builds on. Amen? That's why those commandments are so true. Because if you don't love Him first, then you love something else. People say, well, maybe I don't love anything else. It's just not Him first. You know, i got other things. i got equal things. You know what? There's no such thing as two best friends. Right? <laughs> oh, let's go over here. No such thing as two best friends. One of them is your best friend. And the other one is not, or neither one of them are your best friend. Right? Like if you say these are the two best, they're not the two best. One of them is the best and one of them second best. Right? With God, He is the best. There is no second. Amen? There's no second to Him. There's no one like Him. There's nothing, there's nothing you could serve that would be like God. Amen? And he said, don't put any other gods before me. Think about what he said in Deuteronomy 8. You know, that's a popular verse in the, in the uh, Word of Faith church, right? That he gives you the power to get wealth, right? But he says, don't, he said, be careful not to forget me. Why did he say that? He said, because the reason you got the wealth is because I was first. And if you at any time put me second to the wealth, hmm? If you put me second to the wealth, it puts you in a position to fail. And people say, well, that's not what those verses say. Yeah, it is. You're just not reading them right. That's the Dave translation. Amen? Amen. That's what it says. It says, I'm the one that gave you the power to get wealth to establish my covenant in the earth. Amen? And he did it, and he said, don't forget me. And the things that he does, he says, don't forget me. He's not saying, don't forget me, because I just don't want to be forgotten. You know, some people think, well, we'll just hurt God's feelings. You know, you're not ever going to... If we were going to hurt God's feelings, we'd have hurt Him a long time ago. Right? I'm most certain that if if God's feelings could be hurt, I would have hurt them. You would have hurt them. That is not why he says, don't forget me. He said, don't forget me. Because he's always looking out for you. He is love. Amen? Love is never thinking about itself. Huh? 
If you're walking in love, you're never thinking about you. Amen? There is no selfishness in love. There's absolutely no selfishness in love. Every move that God makes, every step that He has for you to take, that He's ordered for you, is ordered to get you to a place of success, a place where you will excel, a place where you'll help others, a place where you can be who God's created you to be. Amen? That's every step that He's... But, but those steps rely on you taking the first step with Him. Him being first. It ha- he is the path you're walking on. Without the path, you have no place to go. Amen? He delights in your way when you're walking with Him. Amen? When you're walking in the steps that He ordered. Why? Because you're loving Him first. He, del- he loves it when we love Him. Why? That's, that's, that was His design in the first place. He wanted us to have a love relationship. Amen? And He lost that, so He sent some love back down. And got us back. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. So, so if, if we follow the, way, his, the order of the way He does things, He always has a first. And in all of His first, they will support what's coming up from them. Amen? So if you don't do at first what He's told you to do, then second doesn't matter. Right? People say, I would never put a God before Him... Anybody ever worried about your bills? Huh? Kids? Anyone ever worried about you? Have, you had, had any, uh, have you ever tried to do it on your own? That's why he said to him in Deuteronomy 8, don't think that you've done this yourself. Why? Because if you've done it yourself, you're now serving money. Because you're going to have to keep doing it yourself. Amen? You want that? That's why you want God to make you rich. You don't want to serve money. It is a cruel master. You will have to work and toil every day of your life at something you don't enjoy doing. Amen? Do not serve money. Serve God and money will come. Why? Because He had a purpose for you to have that money in the first place. And it was so you could have some nice things, but more so so you could get to where He wanted you to be. Amen? But He must first have your heart. Think about giving in itself. He says in in 2 Corinthians, what is it, in 9? He says, as a man purposes in his heart. In fact, fact, what He's saying is, I must have your heart first before you give. Right? As a man purposes in his heart, so let him give. If I don't have your heart... The gift doesn't mean anything. You have to do the first things first. Give me your heart. And then give according to what your heart says. But if he doesn't have your heart, it doesn't matter the next thing you do. You could give a billion dollars, but if he doesn't have your heart, it, it, its value was not a, it was a penny. Amen. Amen. It will not, it'll never do for you what he would have wanted it to do. Amen. It's our heart that He's after. It's putting Him first in everything we do. Amen? It's when you wake up in the morning and you don't say, what am I going to do today? You say, God, what am I going to do today? <laughs> Did you know? People say, well, you know, the Old Testament, that's, that's works. You know, the law, that's works. Well, He said as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. That sounds like the same verse to me. Huh? 
If, if, if I follow God and do what He says and listen to what He says to do, you can't separate being led by the Spirit from following God in everything He does and putting Him first. You can't separate those two. Amen? Because guess what? Your flesh doesn't want to be led by the Spirit. You still have a will to do what you want. People say, well, I'm saved, so I'm led by the Spirit. No, you could choose at any moment not to be led. How many people in here have said, I missed it? So it doesn't mean you weren't led. It means you didn't follow. Right? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. And, and anybody who said, I missed it at one time, you had to have been led to have missed it, or else God wouldn't have said, you missed it. Because He didn't lead you. If He didn't lead you, you couldn't have missed it. Amen? And you know, people say, I knew I shouldn't have done that. How'd you know? He was leading you. Amen? I'll, I'll guarantee you, after, every time after somebody makes a mistake, misses it in any way, their next sentence, if they're a Christian... They'll say, you know, I knew something wasn't right about that. Yeah. And you know, God would say, yeah, I told you. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? Because we have His Spirit in us. We have His Spirit in us. We have abilities through the Holy Spirit to do things that they couldn't do in the Old Testament, but the Old Testament still exists. What did Jesus say? He said, I didn't come to get rid of the law. I came to fulfill it. Yeah. Right? So he didn't get rid of it. It's still there. Did you ever notice in the Bible it's still there? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Did, you get, did we just open up to Exodus and we saw that the, the Ten Commandments were there? Oh, yeah. Right? They didn't go away. Nope. You know what? They're not going to go away. Yeah. Right. I had somebody say one time, he said, well, even if you don't believe for God, they're, they're from God, they're good ideas. And I'm like, no, if they're not from God, they have no power. Because you can't do them if they're not from God. Because God doesn't tell you to do something that He doesn't give you the ability to do. Amen? And you know how He gives you the ability to do the the Ten Commandments? Follow the first one. That's how He gives you the ability to follow all His commandments, is follow the first one. If you'll never put another God before Him, if you'll keep Him first place in your life, you will always be able to be led by the Spirit and go the direction He's going and follow Him correctly. Amen? Glory to God. I like that. I like to know that I have a foundation that I can stand on that God can keep building in my life. Amen? These are the kind of things that God has for us to do. He he has a specific way of doing everything, but it's from a point of first. There is a first that you have to do. Amen? You know, you got people say, you know, I want to go to heaven someday. Well, there's a first. That you have to do if you want to go to heaven someday. And you know what it is? You have to follow the first commandment. You have to make God Lord of your life. And you can do that through Jesus Christ. He's made a way. And if you make Him Lord, there's nothing above Him. What's it say? It says, confess Jesus as Lord. In other words, make Him above everything else He's who you're trusting. He's who, you, he's who you're leaning to. He's who you're looking to. You're not looking another direction. You're not hoping for something else. You're trusting God. Amen? And, 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 we can, and, and through that relationship, we now have something that's a first that, can, that God can build on. Did you know that the first isn't the last? Amen? How many people have been saved for a while? 
Now, is that the last thing you ever got to do with God? No. We get to live a life with Him, being led by His Spirit, because now as many who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. wonder why He didn't say the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. He said it exactly the way He wanted to. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. In other words, as many as have His Spirit in them. Yeah. Huh? You're led. You know, people that have the Spirit of God in them are led by the Spirit of God. And they say, well, how come we don't always go the right way? Because you don't always follow. Right. That's good. Right? That does not mean you didn't have a leading. Yeah. You know, if I go to the Moors and say, I, I don't know why I, would, I went this direction, they're going to say, because you didn't listen. <laughs> they're not going to say, oh, Dave... You know, it's okay. It's okay. Someday in the sweet by and by, you'll get it. You know? No, they're going to say, you didn't listen. You had a leading and you didn't follow it. So if you have a leading and you didn't follow it, you weren't led. Why? You, you didn't follow the leading. Right? But there was still a leading. You just didn't go that direction. There's a first. There's a way to do it. Amen? There's a way to do all things. And, and, and He has a first. And if we want to start first today, make Him Lord of your life. Make Him first and foremost. Put nothing else before Him. Check your heart. We do it all the time. That's why He said, be careful not to. Why, why do you think He would say, watch and, and watch this? Because we're prone to do it. God never gives you a watch <laughs> unless there's a reason to watch out for it. Right? He doesn't say, ah, this will never happen, but just in case. God doesn't mince any words. If He says, be careful not to put something above me, then He knows we, we have the ability to do it. And not only do we have the ability, it's something that can slip in easily. That's why He says, be careful not to. You've got to watch for it. Right? You know, a lot of parents, they say, well, I'd never do that. But, you know, we, we have to do what, you know, our kids got a lot of stuff going on. And, and we, you know, we wouldn't be a good parent if we didn't go to everything our kid did. <coughs> Guess what? If God didn't tell you, you know, <laughs> woo, man. Wow, let me go up here. I better preach from up here on that one. Huh? I don't think you can throw this far. If God doesn't tell you, you know that I missed a lot of things that Ramsey did. And a lot of people said that, man, you're missing it, Dave. I didn't miss it because the things I did were for the Lord. I got more quality out of the things I did get to go to that He led me to be at than I would have had I went to all those things and missed out on the things that God told me to do. Man, she'd have something going and say, hi, we got Bible study tonight. Guess what, God? Well, guess where we went? Bible study. I did not let her do it. She still did it. Amen? But I went to Bible study. Right? And when I started working in the ministry, my time got less and less that I could do that, but it got more and more with God. Right? And you know what? Sometimes my flesh would say, why, why? And, and my spirit would say, right, right. Right? And you got to go with your spirit. And you know what? When I did go with my flesh, I had zero fun. You know why? Because doing second first isn't good. Right? You know, sometimes you can eat your dessert before dinner, 
But if dinner's good enough, you want, you want your dessert afterwards. Amen? Second is not designed to be first. You can't put number, you can't take the number two, switch it with the number one, and make it a number one. It won't work. You can flip all the numbers you want. You can say, well, five's one now. Five's not one. One is one. One will always be one. You want, here's the truth today. The gospel. One will always be one. If you make another God your God, that doesn't make God less one. He's still number one. People that don't serve Him don't know Him. He's still number one. He's just waiting for them to make Him number one in their life. Right? When we choose Him, we're choosing number one. We're choosing the best. Nothing else like Him. And when we love Him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, then we are putting Him in a place, in the place, the only place. Right? You you ever heard somebody say, you can't get there from here? If He's not in number one, if He's not in first, you can't get where He's got you to go from where you're at. Amen? That's That's why we had to have salvation. We were in a place where we could not get where He wanted us to go Right? Because we didn't have a Jesus. We needed a Jesus. We needed a Savior. We couldn't get to where, we, where He wanted us to be from where we were. We were afar off. And He said, if I can get them near me, huh? which is where He wanted us, He said, how can I get them back? And He sent Jesus Christ. Amen. And He died on our behalf. And because of that, now we can be at a place where He can get us everywhere He wanted us to go. Amen? Glory to God. And people say, well, but Dave, I don't want to have to do works. You know what? you got flesh. You're going to do some works. Being led is work. You have to stop, listen, and then put your flesh under. Right? You do. Doesn't it say in the Bible that the flesh is enmity against God? Huh? Doesn't, isn't that what it says? Do you think when you get saved that your flesh is no longer the enemy of God? No, your flesh still wants to do what your flesh wants to do. Right? But now you have the Holy Spirit, so you have the ability to think in love. See, the flesh thinks in selfishness, the Spirit thinks in love. And now you can think in love. So when when a decision comes to be made, you can say, is it lovely? Is it kind? Is it it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? What what, what do I do? You, You can think in love. And you can begin to make decisions based on love being led by the Spirit. Amen? You can say, well, should I, should I go to church today or should I go to the ball game? And your flesh is saying, mm, man, that ball, they're only going to play that ball game one time. Church every Sunday. Huh? Boy, never, that ball game's never happening again. Guess what? God's eternal. Everything He does is forever. That ball game is going to pass away. And, and at the end of that game, guess what? No matter who wins, it doesn't matter. But if I go to church and I hear one word that'll change me, that'll change someone else, then I've, I've created an eternal path for someone to get to God and to get everywhere God had for them to go. Yes. Glory to God. That's a good place to be. Thank you, Lord. So your kids can't be God. Is that how we started all this? Yeah. Parents, yeah. if you put your kids first. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> People say, well, you know, it's God first, family second, church... What? How did you separate God and church? 
Huh? It's God and God and God. And by putting God first, you have now put your family first. Right? By putting God first, you've put your children first. Why? Because by loving Him the most, He'll give you the love, the right love to love them with. Right? So you won't make stupid decisions. And I made several stupid decisions. But I made some good ones too. Right? But if when I was led by His love and I put Him first, I always made the right decision when I put Him first. When I put my kids first, my kid, kid, uh, <laughs> many times I had to say, man, I missed it. I missed it. And how could I have missed it if I wasn't, had, didn't have a leading in the first place? I couldn't have. So it means I did have a leading to do it right. And I followed her whining more than my <laughs> leading. I, I just I love her so much. I just can't see her hurt. Oh, you know, you know what you'll do when you do that? You will send your kid to places they ought never be. Whew. Now go back up here. If you love them too much, per se, if you say, <laughs> I don't really think you could hit me from here. Maybe there'd be a couple of you to get on. If you love them too much. To say no, then you don't love them as much as God loved us because He'll tell you no in a heartbeat. Amen? I thought all the promises of God were yes and amen. Yes, all the promises are, but you ain't following all the promises. He's a parent and a good parent. He knows where you ought to be, He knows where you ought not be. Amen? And if you get out where you ought not be, He'll say, yep, I told you not to go there. You should have listened. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We haven't even got to the second verse, have we? (laughs) God has an order by which all things can happen right. Amen? He has an order. He has a first that you have to do. Think about this. Look at uh, James 3. James 3, 17. You want godly wisdom? You want to use godly wisdom? There's an order. There's an order. So the wisdom that is from above is first... So there's a first. What's the first? The first, it's pure. What what does that mean? It means it has no other motive than to love you. Than your well-being, than your success, than your good. In other words, it doesn't say, its wisdom isn't so it can get a free meal. (laughs) Its wisdom isn't so it can get you to do what it wants you to do. Its wisdom is so it can get you to the next place. But unless unless it's first pure without any ulterior motives, then it, then the rest of it won't work because you can't have an impure wisdom and then have peace and gentleness and, and uh, considerate, which is what being treated is. Huh? You can't have all those. Those won't stack on top of impure motives. <laughs> huh? The wisdom of God is designed to help others. If you got wisdom and it's designed to help you, if you're going to tell somebody something that's designed to help you, now if I go to Wit and I say, Wit, you know, I think you ought to be sure and get you a four-wheel drive because I'm moving into a really rocky place and I'm going to need somebody. But I don't say that. I just think, God's telling me that you need a four-wheel drive. Right? Now, this is just the wisdom of God. Now, why He's telling me this, I don't know. But if I can get Him to get it, so that I have a ride every time I need one? 
Huh? That's really no different than telling somebody they ought to be a giver. You got to start with me. You know, the Word of God says you ought to be a giver. Start with me. I'm a good. I'm good ground. Before you said that, you had a different motive. It was you getting money, not them getting help. Right? The rest of the verse won't work. There's not going to be any peace. There's not going to be any considerateness. Why? Because you're selfish. When your motive is impure, it's selfish. When your motive is pure, it's love. And, and, it, and, it, and, it's, and now it has an eternal value, so it can hold eternal qualities. Eternal qualities are peace. What's it bring? It brings wholeness. It brings set-at-oneness. Amen? Peace. It's considered. It's kind. It's thinking of somebody else. It's, it's the, the, the wisdom that comes from God. Once it's pure, now it's godly. Now it can have all those other qualities that were on the screen just a minute ago. Right? It can be peaceable and gentle. It can be easy to be entreated. It can be full of mercy and good fruits. And without partiality, you can't be selfish and impartial. <laughs> How many know if you're selfish, you're partial to you? Right? Right? I, I've been partial to me a lot. Right? Huh? <laughs> when we, all you got to do is wake up in the morning to be partial to you. Right? What, what do you do? You're all, I don't feel like getting up. Who doesn't? You don't. Did God feel like you getting up right then? What if you missed the first 15 minutes and you missed one person that God wanted you to see? Right? Wow. I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm trying to make a point. Lay in bed an extra 15 minutes. It's nice. I do it all the time. But I don't want to miss it laying in bed. Amen? I don't even have an alarm clock. There, yeah, I do. It's right there. <laughs> if I sleep too long, she'll say, you know what? You're going to miss it. I'm like, ooh. God was using her to lead me. <laughs> the wisdom of God is first. It has a first. And from that first, He can now build on top of it and begin to put in eternal qualities into that wisdom that will help and change somebody else's life. Wisdom, wisdom that's, that's, that's based on your selfish thoughts is not wisdom at all. Actually, He calls it devilish. Amen? Because what is the devil? Selfish. Right? The devil is the exact opposite of God. He's selfish. He's thinking of the devil all the time. Amen? He's thinking about how I can get to God's place. And he's already missed it. He's lost. He ain't getting there. There's a first to everything we do. You want to help people? You've got to do it the right way. God has a way. We can help people. Remember I had the stains on my shirt not too long ago? There's a way to help people. Go to, go to Matthew. We'll look at the old stained shirt. I don't have it today, so I'm going to stain. Stain free. Rick probably has stains. I don't even want to say. I want you guys to look at him and not me. Matthew 7. Matthew 7 and verse 4. Matthew 7, 4. It says, How will you say, brother, let me pull the moat out of your eye? Let me pull the little splinter out of your eye. And behold, you've got a beam in your eye. Why can't you do it? Why can't you help your brother? Because you're out of order. You're out of order. You can't help your brother from the place you're in right now. 
right? People say, oh, he called him a hypocrite. You know what? We're the ones that made hypocrite. It is a bad word, but it's also a truth in this situation, right? Yeah. You know, we, we, make, we can make God sound mean or kind by how we hear, right? Yeah. Now, he's being straight. Don't get me wrong. He's, if you're being a hypocrite, he's probably being pretty straight. But at the same time, if we just took that right, if somebody said, you're being a hypocrite, ooh, wow, I don't want to be one of those. Instead of, what? Call me a hypocrite. I'm not a hypocrite. I do what I want when I want. I don't hypocrite nothing. That's exactly what you are if you do what you want when you want. You're a hypocrite. You judge when you want. You get angry when you want. You sin when you want. You do it all on your behalf. (laughs) Okay. Thou hypocrite. What's he saying? From the place you're in, you can't get to where you're going. In other words, you can't help your brother. He wants you to be able to help your brother. You know, this verse isn't talking about somebody that can't help your brother. It's talking about how God can get you to a place where you can help your brother. Amen? But you have to put it back in order, and you have to put yourself in that position to help. From the position he's in right now, he cannot help. If you're judging... If you're, if, and that's what this is all is about, actually, if you go up to the next verse, first of these verses, he says, judge not, lest you be judged, right? Yep. What's he saying? He said, you don't have the ability to judge or, or to help somebody if all you're going to do is judge them. Right. right? How many know that helping somebody is not judging them? Right? 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 Like if I say, man, man, that's the ugliest tie I've ever seen. I didn't help him. You know what I'd do to help him? I'd say, man, this is pretty ugly itself. No, no, I'd say, I'd say, you know what? I want to give you a tie. Huh? Right? I want to sew some. I want to sew a tie into your life. Right? You want to show him something good? Not tell him what you know. People say, you know what? If you want to be corrected, you got to hear what you're doing wrong. You know, not only do you have to hear what you're doing wrong, the the corrector needs to tell you how to do it right. Do you know that God never just tells you what you're doing wrong? That would be a horrible teacher. What if, what if you got your paperback and had all these red marks and the teacher said, hey, go figure it out. Huh? Yeah, you did all this wrong, 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 wrong. I corrected your paper for you. They didn't correct it. They, they judged it. Correction tells you where you're going wrong and then moves you over to the right path. Amen? Why? Because you're not in a place where they can help you. They need to move you from wrong to right. Now I can teach you how to do it. Right? Glory to God. What did he say? He said, thou hypocrite. First. What's the first thing you got to do before you can help your brother? He's not saying you can't help your brother. This is good news, guys. A lot of the times we look at these things and we're like, that's just not good. You know, these people judging people and beams in their eyes. and It's just not good. This is great news. I now know how I can help you the most, and it's by getting rid of all my junk. How I can help you the most is not getting rid of your junk for you, me getting rid of my junk. Amen? And if I can get the beam out of my eye, now I can see right. 
because I'm in the right place to see. What's he saying? He said, you can go from down here where the level's not good and the light's no good, and I'll put you up here where now you can actually see what's going on. I'll shine some real light on it where you can clearly see to help your brother. Why? Because you first put yourself in a position to help him. Until you're in a position to help him, you can't do it. Glory to God. Isn't that good news? Good news. But, but the first thing we do got to do is put God first. How do you put God first? You, get, you, you judge yourself. You say, God, show me what's, show me what's in me. David did it. Right in the Psalms, he said, said, look at my heart. See if there's any wicked ways in me. Right? Show me my heart, Lord. What was he saying? He said, I don't want to have something in me that's not you. Glory to God. That's what we should be saying. I don't want to do it my way anymore, Lord. I want to do it your way. Why? Because you know that His way is right. It says, trust in the Lord with all what? All your heart. And lean not to your flesh or your own understanding. Right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. What's He want? He wants your heart. If He can have your heart, He can take you places that, you, that, that He can't take you without it. Amen? Look at the rich young ruler. That's a, here's a, good, here's a good, good, good example of that. Rich young ruler, where's he at? He's in my notes somewhere. Yes, sir. Math, Mark 10. Mark 10. Mark 10, man, he comes running up. He's running up because, why? You know why he's running up? He believes he's in the right place. He believes he's done the stuff. You know why? Because he's been acting good. Right? You know, there's people that think because they've acted good, they're going to heaven. It's not not what you act on, it's what you believe in. Right? You can act kind every day of your life and be the meanest person in the world. Why? Because in your heart you really didn't want to act kind. Right? So what you did was you acted. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like we see people like in the movies and they think, boy, they look so nice. Well, you don't know them. They're acting. Right. <laughs> or they you know, look at them, oh, they look, they're mean. Well, they're not mean. They're acting. They may be the nicest person you'd ever meet. They're acting. If somebody says you're kind, hope that you really are. Right? If somebody says, oh, that is so kind, say, I got the love of God in me. That's the, way I, that's the only way I could be kind because he put his love in me and now I'm patient and kind. I have the ability to do these things. You want it? Because I can tell you how to get it. Amen? That's how we can be kind. We don't have to act kind. We can be kind. Right? We don't have, it's, it's not our actions that mean anything if you don't have heart to go along with them. First, you've got to have heart. Then the actions have value. Amen? Why? Because they're born out of the heart. Right? The actions have value when they're born out of the heart. Actions that aren't born out of your heart are born out of your head. Guess what your head is? It's a bunch of flesh. <laughs> Rich young ruler right here. Mark 10, 18. He runs up and says, Master, Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, Good. Yeah, that's right, he called him good, Master. Jesus said unto him, Why are you calling me good? Right? Ask him a question. Instead of giving him an answer first. There's none good but one, and that is God. You know, that's a truth that we always need to remember. If somebody says, man, you're good, you say, that's when you say, I got the love of God in me. That's my goodness. That's my goodness. Without it, not good. With it, good. Glory to God. You're good. 
Everybody in here that's saved, you got the love of God in you and you are good. Amen? Isn't it good to be good? Man, I like being good. Right? Because the Spirit will arrest you when you're not good. Right? And you'll say, I missed it. Why? Because you didn't follow the leading of love. Right? The leading of good. Amen? You can't separate being led by the Spirit by following the commandments. You can't not follow the commandments and be led by the Spirit. You can't do it. It's true. It's true. Why? Because the only way to follow the commandments is to first love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Right? Right. If you don't do those things, amen, you can't be led. You can't be led by the Spirit if you don't put Him first. Right? When we put Him first, we can now be led by the Spirit. We can hear clearly. You may hear from God not putting Him first, but you won't put Him first, so it doesn't matter how much you hear. Right? He'll send 50 people across your path and say, I don't think you ought to do that. And the next one will say, you know what? I've been praying for you, believing you'll do the right thing. The next one will come up and say, man, God's really put you on my heart. I'm not sure this, pray and make sure this is the way you're supposed to go. And you're sitting there in your heart saying, no, that's where I'm going. Your hearts are, you, you've already made up your mind. First of all, anytime you've made up your mind, check with your heart. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you've made up your mind, stop and check with your heart. Because that's where God resides and the Holy Ghost resides, and that's where you'll get your real answer. Your mind is no place to get your answers from. Right? (laughs) Don't get your answers from there. Amen? Why call me good? There's no one good but God. And he says, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And, and you know what? He said, wow, I did do it. Huh? Next verse, man, this, the, the rich young ruler, he's like, yeah. He's thinking in his head. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've done it. I've done it. He answered and he said, Master, all these I've observed from my youth. He must not be too much of a rich young ruler. He's not a youth anymore. Right. Huh? I've done all these from my youth. Glory to God. He's, he's done the work. He's acted good. Isn't it good to act good? <laughs> Glory to God. So now he's thinking, I'm in. But guess what? It's not how you act that gets you in. It's what you did before you acted that gets you in. Yeah. Amen? Because your actions without love... Think about the first verses of 1 Corinthians 13. It doesn't matter how big how big your faith is. It doesn't matter how many tongues you can talk in. It doesn't matter how much you give. Nothing you do matters without love. Amen? So without your heart, God can do nothing with you. Amen? You just stay in the toolbox every day of your life. So there's a drawer in there for those without love. They never get used. They're brand new, got no grease on them. Huh? They never get used. Why? They got no value. Right? They'll never reach their potential because they never give in to God. They never place Him first in their life, so they'll never be used for all those great things that God had for them to do. I don't, I'm not missing that. 
You know, I have missed it too many times. Has anybody else in here missed it? Not put God first place? And, and man, you got to thinking. You know what? You get to thinking enough selfishly, you will talk yourself into being right. Right? You will. You'll start believing things that, that, that when you step back and look at them in love, you're like, I can't believe I thought that. You, you'll want to slap yourself. Right? You, you want to give yourself a Holy Ghost spanking right then and there. Because you even thought that. And Jesus, beholding him, loved him. Why did he love him? He said, you're lacking one thing. Why did he love him? He said, I'm going to give you the answer. That's love. Right? He could, he could have said, yeah, those are all good, but that's not enough. Would that have been love? <laughs> yeah, that would be like me saying, get on the bike and ride. Nope, you fell down. No, I know you scratched your knee. So what? Get and try again. Huh? What if, what if you were teaching your kid to walk and they fell down and you said, yeah, you'll never walk. <laughs> oh, there's a way to do it if you just try. No, you've got to show them how to do it. Right? Love gives an answer. Yeah. Amen? Yep. So he loved him and he said, he said you, there's one thing you lack. What was it that he lacked? Putting God first. Yeah. He said, what do you lack? He said, you got another God. You've got another God before Him. That's what He told him. Yeah, it's different words, but that's what He told him. He said, he, he gave him the answer to putting that God behind Him. He gave him the answer. He said, you lack one thing. Go your way, sell all that you have, and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come take up your cross and follow Me. What's He saying? You're not following me. Why? Because I'm not first. Whatever's first is what you're following. Amen? If you're following your kid to every basketball tournament, baseball game, spelling bee, blah, 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 you know what? The devil has put more of those out there in this day and time to be a distraction. I'm not saying don't put your kids in them. I'm not saying don't go to them. Don't throw tomatoes. I'm not going back up on the stage. <laughs> This is true. Go to the ones you're supposed to go to. Don't go to the ones you're not. Don't get your kids involved in things. Well, I want my kid to be, have every chance they could possibly have. They'll have every chance they have if you'll give them to God. And they'll be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing and always available and have the opportunity to, to excel in Him instead of us trying to get Him to excel in the world. Right? That's right? I'm not saying I loved when Ramsey was a cheerleader and I went to cheerleading stuff and I went to cheerleading stuff just a couple weeks ago. Watched her train some little six-year-olds and man, I had some time to do it and there was nothing else that God said do. And so we did that. Why? Because it was important to do that right then. But guess what? She's had four or five other ones that I didn't go anywhere near. Dave, we just don't know if you're a good father or not. Well, I'm glad you're not my judge. On the flip side of that, thou churchest goers, sometimes when we force our kids into things churchy, because it's a church thing, they ought to be involved in it, it's church, church, and church, and we're going to this meeting, you ought to go to it. Huh? 
And why do you have that friend? They don't go to your church. Well, if you're keeping your kids around away from everybody that doesn't go to church, you're taking away any witnessing opportunity they might ever have. Huh? How many know there's a ditch on both sides of the road and the answer to that is put God first, hear from Him, be everywhere you're supposed to be at every time and you'll have your kids in the right place because they'll be where you are. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. That's not even in the notes. I gave it all for free. So if you don't like it, throw it away. No, don't throw it away. Put it on the shelf. You'll like it later. And it's got, it's got an eternal shelf life. Because I said it in love. I didn't, I didn't say it self-serving. I didn't say it because your kids paid me. So none of you will have to give me that money. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't say it for any other reason than it's the love of God. It's putting things in an order where God can work in your family and through your family to get things accomplished that He wants to do. Right? That He wants to do for you and through you. Amen? Because if, if you're at one of their things and you're not supposed to be there, you're missing whatever God had for you to do. And if you're not at one of their things and they're not at one of their things that God wanted them to do, huh? I can tell you this for sure, and I know there will be some people that won't think this true. I know for a fact Ramsey was supposed to cheerlead. It was God. I know it. Did that mean that I was supposed to be there every time she cheerleaded to be there? No. But I do know she was supposed to be there. And they'll say, well, what eternal value did that have? You know what? There's still girls that she gets to talk to that she wouldn't have had any relationship with had she not done that. Glory to God. Did she do everything right? As far as I know, she did. I'm not looking at the rest. But I am wise. <laughs> he answered and he said, you lack one thing. Go your way. Sell what you have. What was, it? What was he saying? He said, you're, you're acting right, but I don't have your heart. If you could give me your heart, everything else that you said you just did would have value. But without your heart... Following the commands means nothing. Amen? Amen? Works are following the commands without giving God your heart. Yes. That, that'll put you in works all the time. Why? Because it only pays one thing. Death. Right? When you do it with the love of God in your heart, now it pays life. You still do the same thing. Right? You still follow the commands, but you do it from the right place. Right? And that path leads to life and life abundantly. You, the commands don't go away. The Old Testament didn't go away. You know, grace, grace. Yes, we have grace. And by the grace of God, we are what we are. But that doesn't make the Ten Commandments go away. You can't have grace and not love the Lord your God with all your heart. Right. Yep, I said it. <laughs> right? It's, it's not just... It's not just a ticket. And you say, oh, Lord, save me. And he said, okay, here's your ticket. Here's your ticket. Now go, be, be warm and fed. God never says that to people. He tells us not to say it to people. He, he says, you have my grace. Now I can be part of your life every day. Yes. Amen. Amen. I've put my spirit in you, and I've put my love in you by this grace, and now you can serve me with all your heart. 
Now you've got an ability that you would have never had without this grace. Amen. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us this morning. He's helping us lots. I'm liking it. Amen? Matthew 22. If we put God first, we're always in the right position to hear and do what He has for us to do next. If He's not first, not only will you not hear Him right, you most certainly won't follow Him. Right? My sheep know my voice. So what do they have to do? They have to hear Him. Right? So He has to be your shepherd. Right? You know how many, how many sheep have two shepherds? I don't know. We got one. And we know His voice. Right? And if we get ourselves out of His sheepfold, if we get ourselves out where we are too far away, where we can't hear His voice, we're in trouble. Because we can't go where He's going and be where He's... Right? The only way you can follow is to see the person ahead of you and hear what they're saying. That's the only way you can follow. Right? Like, like, like if Jody said, follow me, and he starts walking that way, and I start going this way, I'm not following him. Do you think when he walked up to Matthew and he said, follow me, Matthew said, what these other guys say, he said, be right with you. I gotta fin- let me finish this paperwork. This, this guy was ahead of you, Jesus. Right? Wasn't he a tax collector? Yeah, or some kind of tax man? He said, wait, whoa, hold that thought. No, I'm going to follow you. And, and he turns his eyes back over here. Jesus was already walking. He said, follow me. Just like that. And, and trust me, I had a problem with that. Huh? I remember when I first came to the ministry, and I, I'm working in the business world, and, and God said, follow me. And the Morse said, come do more here. And I said, well, I, I, yeah, but let me first. What was first? And don't get me wrong, you need to work where you work. Oh, yeah. But it was time for me to follow. Yes. Right? right? But man, that wasn't easy for me. Why? Because I had another God. Yeah, I've only been perfect a little while. I'm still, I'm still getting used to it. Right? This perfect thing is new to me. Right? And God was saying, follow me. And He's gracious. He said, follow me again. And follow me again. I don't know how many more times He would have said that. Huh? Thank God I followed Him. Thank you, Lord. But He doesn't, he doesn't say... Oh, follow me. Please, 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 please. Will you follow me? Please follow me. Come on, come on, follow me. He, he doesn't, this isn't following, this is dragging. He doesn't drag you, right? He, he, if you're standing at that podium, and this is, this is exactly what he's going to do. He's going to walk like this, and he's going to say, follow me. And he's going to walk on by. Why? Because he didn't say, let me lead you. He said, follow me. Right? If you'll follow Him, you will be led by Him. Right? By your own choice, not by His action. If He puts a rope around your neck and drags you, you're no longer following Him. Right? You're being led by Him. If you choose to follow Him, then we can be led by Him. By choice. Right? 
then it's an act of love and an act of your own will to follow His will. Amen? There's a way of doing things. You've got to do it first this way. You're right? If you say, well, God's dragging me everywhere. God ain't dragging you nowhere. Right? You're just making it hard. Right? You're saying, okay, I'll follow you, Lord. <laughs> what am I doing? I don't want to follow Him. i got to follow Him. I don't want to follow Him. i got to follow Him. I don't want to follow Him. Follow Him. What? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Give Him your heart. When He said, follow me, He said, give me your heart. Give me your heart. And whenever they said, well, Lord, first, He said, I don't got your heart. He wasn't saying don't love your mom and dad. He wasn't saying don't work another job. He was saying don't put those those can't be first. Amen. If you'll if you'll follow me and you'll put me first, I'll put those in the right place where they'll where they'll be blessed by you. Amen. How many by following God have been able to bless their parents or bless their family or bless their children? Huh? Why? Because you followed God. Not because you worked hard. Not because you made so much money. Not because you were so great. You followed God. And by following God, you got to the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Amen? Saying it the right way. Glory to God. Where did I say to go? Matthew 22, 37. We quoted this verse a bunch. You might as well read it. Says Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your soul, or with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Why is it the first and greatest? Because none of the other ones matter without it. Right? You can't follow God and Him not be your leader. Right? 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 Well, I'll go where he's going, but I'm not doing what he says. <laughs> then you're not. You can call that following all you want, but that ain't following, right? Faithfulness is a part of following, and so faithfulness says, "I'll follow you, and I'll do what you say. You'll have my heart, you'll have my soul, you'll have my mind." Amen. And you're following. That's a follower. And without that, you can't love your neighbor. You don't have the ability. Why? Because following Him and making Him Lord is what gives you the love to love them with. Amen? There's no love outside of God. I don't care how good and righteous you think your act is, without the love of God, it's nothing. But when we put God first place in our life, our works now have value. Our actions now take an eternal value and they mean something to somebody when i come up and i pray for you because i love you and i want to see you do well then i pray for you in the wisdom of god in the power of god and in the love of god and when i do that now i've made a change in your life that cannot be turned amen because it's always going to be there every prayer that's prayed in love is for is eternal you know, if you had a praying grandma and she's no longer here, the prayers still are. People say, I don't know why I came to God. Grandma used to pray for me all the time, but I didn't get saved when she was alive. Now I'm saved. Her prayer was still there and she was believing for you to be saved. Amen? They, that prayer was prayed in love and its eternal value continued on. Right? God, God never lost track of it. 
Right? God didn't say, well, she's gone, those prayers. <laughs> if they were prayed out of the love of God in her heart, they cannot be anything but eternal. And they never lose value. In fact, they gain value. Why? Because they win what, they pray, what, what the prayer asks for. Because they open the door for God to come in and through His power, save somebody. Amen? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then He's got a number two. Right? And guess what? If you don't do number two, then you probably didn't get number one. Right? Right? That's why they go together. Because if you get number one, you will do number two. Right? If you get a hold and grab a hold of the, of the truth of loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, if you'll grab hold of that, if you'll grab hold of the fact that you don't get to get mad at God, He's always right, He's always doing the right thing, He's never failed, never done the wrong thing, and He's never failed you. Amen? Right? He's worthy of our love. Amen? He's so worthy. Glory to God. Glory to God. And not only that, He gave you the love to love Him with. Right? He says we love Him because He first loved us. Right? He's not saying that you love me because I love you. He's saying I gave you love so now you can love me. And I loved you enough to give you love to love me with. Huh? <laughs> right? I loved you so much that I gave you love so you could love me. I knew you wouldn't want to love me. He knew, he knew we'd want to love him. But he said, I know you don't got it. You lost it in the fall. Through Jesus Christ, I got it back for you. Amen? And now, I'm giving you the love to love me with. Amen? So now, you can always have number one right. You can be in the right place the first the first commandment you can follow all the time. And because you can follow the first commandment, you will follow the second one. Amen? Because you've put first things first. When we put first things first, then we gain a value that we would not have had. Amen? Amen. Revelation 2, we'll close with it. Revelation 2. Thank you, Lord. He's merciful. Amen? If we get out of step, He'll tell us about it. Amen? You start going like this, He'll correct you. Say, no, no, you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. What? Well, look at your love walk. Look at your love walk. What's He saying? Your love walk's what's going to keep you on the right path. If you're going like this, you're walking in and out of love. You have a love moment. I really love you. I don't like Him very much. I could, I, could, I could bear with you forever, brother. Man, he's, I'm tired of him. <laughs> Why? Well, you're walking in and out. You may have a love moment, but you're never going to have a love life. Right? I don't want a love moment anymore. How many people are tired of moments of love? Because we're all guilty of it. I don't care who you think you are. You know, I love Brother Dave, man. I love, and when I'm done loving, I love. I don't only love, I love love. No. Right? But there's a way. There's a way. If every day we yield to Him, to His will, to His way, and we say, Lord, I love You. No matter what, 
I'm sticking here. I'm staying on this path. I know this looks like this and this looks like this, but I trust you with all my heart. And I know that you've ordered my steps today. And that every place I'll be, you say, yeah, but I don't like my job. Every place that I'll be. Yeah, those people at my job are heathens. Every place that I'll be. Huh? Every place I'll be is where you've ordained me to be. And I'll have an anointing and, and an unction from the Holy Ghost to do and say those things that will bring life and peace in those situations. I'll have a pure heart and I'll speak godly wisdom everywhere I go. Glory to God. Glory to God. I like that. I'm for sure getting this CD. Huh? Yeah. Revelation 2, verse 4. Well, go, go to like... Two, Revelation 2.2. Two. Revelation 2.2. Two. I know your works. What's he know? Your works. You know what works are without love? Dead. They're dead. It works without you loving God are dead. Let me put them that way. Because there's lots of people who think you can have love outside of God. I don't know where they get this. Because you can't. You can have a feeling. But, but you know, if you smash your finger... The pain will go away. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you love somebody with a feeling, it'll go away. Yeah. Just like the pain in your finger. Good. It's a feeling. Yeah. Right? And no matter what the song says, you can't be hooked on a feeling. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> and there is your 70s flashback from today. <laughs> and he's saved, I can guarantee you that. I know your works and your labor. I know your patience. I know how you can't bear them, which are evil, and thou hast tried, which you've tried them, which say they are apostles and are not, and you found them liars. You're doing all kinds of good things. You're doing good things. You, you are the rich young ruler. You are the rich young ruler. You still lack one thing, right? But they knew it. They had it at one time. Right? Verse 3. said, you've borne and has had patience for my name's sake and labored. You've done a lot of things. You haven't quit. Which is amazing if you're not walking in God's love. Because people who aren't walking in God's love are, are well-known quitters. I've quit lots of times. Why? Because when you're not walking in love, everybody irritates you. Right? Why? Because they're not serving you. They're not... Right? They're, they just don't make me feel good. I don't like the way they make me feel. Last week they made me feel so good. This week they're not doing nothing for me. Huh? But these people, they didn't faint. They kept going. Verse 4, Nevertheless, same thing he said to the rich young ruler, you're missing one thing. You're lacking one thing. I have one thing against you. You have left your first love. In other words, you got so busy with church that you forgot about God. Hey, church people, Christians, ministry, pastors, don't get so busy with church that you forget about God. Don't get so busy doing churchy things that you forget to love people. Amen? You know, I have people joke with me all the time. If I've been gone a while, they say, you're going to come back to church and say, you know, I just don't like churchy people. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> Here, let me smile and say, I just don't like churchy people. 
But you know what? I don't like being a churchy person. I don't want to be fake. I don't want these to be acts. I want them to be truth. Amen? When I call somebody to see how they're doing, I want them to know that I care how they're doing. Not that I just want them to think, what a good person Dave is, he took time to call me today. <laughs> Although you should think that. No, I'm just <laughs> no. If I had you on my heart, it's because God put you on my heart. I'm not big enough for this. God's only big enough for this. You know what? If I called you nine out of ten times, it's because Brother Moore or Mrs. Moore called me and said, I've got them on my heart today. You know why they got you on their heart today? Because they love the Lord with all their heart and all their soul and all their mind and all their strength. And they love you because they love them. Amen? And, and, and they call and they say, Dave, have you checked on these people lately? I say, you know, I checked on them a couple weeks ago, but they're on your heart. I'm checking on them right now. Amen? And you know what? There's a lot of time that person doesn't even know why they were checked on. Then you'll, you won't know. Why? Because the love of God fixed whatever was going to happen. Right. Right. Amen? Right. Don't, don't be on guard after that. Thank God. Yeah. Yes. Amen? But there's a lot of times where I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and somebody will come across my mind two or three times. I'll dial the phone. I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss it anymore. Because there was times where I didn't dial the phone. And later on, I sure wished I had. Because I saw what didn't come to pass that could have had I just made a call. Or what did come to pass that wouldn't have had I just made a call. Why? Because at that point in time, I was anointed to say the right thing and do the right thing. It says in the Word that, that he'll, he'll give you a Word and show you how to speak it in season. Yeah. Right? In other words, not just in season, at the right time. Say it the right way at the right time. There's a lot of things you could say, but if you don't say them in the right season, they won't have any value. Amen? Glory to God. We're, we're ending though, right? We're wrapping up right here. Remember, <clears throat> he said, I have somewhat against thee. You have left your first love. Good news, he's merciful. He doesn't say you can't get back. He says, remember. What's he say? Remember. He doesn't say, remember why you have fallen. He said, remember where you've fallen from. Huh? Go to the next verse. He said, remember where you have fallen from where you've come. What's he saying? Remember your first love. Go back to that. Go back to your first love and you'll begin to do the works of your first love. And you'll begin to do them in the love that your first love gave you. Amen? It's not, it's not remember why you fell. He, you know, a lot of people, want, they're looking for why they messed up. God doesn't say, look where you messed up. He said, look where you fell from. He said, go back and look at what I was doing in your life. Look at what I was doing through you. Look at the love that I poured out. Look at the things. Look at when you were stirred up in your spirit and you went to the church with joy. Not that you went there, oh, I've got to go to church again. You went there and said, oh man, church is happening again. There's people that I'll learn something today that I'll take to the restaurant, I'll take to my house, I'll take to other people. Glory to God. Remember where you were when you were excited about the love of God. Remember where you were then and go back and do that. Amen? You remember where you were when you were the most excited about God? Do you remember that day? Go back. 
Don't leave that place ever. That's the first place. That is the place from where all the foundation that God, the foundation from where all God has to build on you is from. Go back to that place and He'll build on you again. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Michael, you got a song? Thank you, Lord. Jesus.